Welcome to the Limitless Church Podcast. In this week's episode, you'll be hearing from Kevin Selhorst as he presents the message, First Love, Part 3. We hope you enjoy. So blessed to have so many. Yes, as you see, like everybody else got the memo except for us. Did you get that? You know, the Scots are out of town. The deals are out of town. Half the worship team's going. Michelle's out of town. I'm like, y'all couldn't have given me an email or something? You could, I mean, I could have went too, but you know. But here we are, I'm glad to be here with all of you. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm so honored. Let me get a, a sip of some coffee. The nectar of Kevin. Hey, if you have a Bible, um, um, I want you to get it out. Any devices or anything like that, you guys can see it. You guys have been standing for a while. I know your feet hurt. Mine do too. I'll take it for you. Um, I want you to get out your Bible because uh, I, I, though I, I love... My dear sister back there who wants to be so, you, you all need to thank her, right? Just look back at her and be like, thank you so much. Because we have this little thing that me and her play, and, and I like to put my main scripture up and then make you guys work for all the rest of it, right? You, you get to do a little biblical finger exercise like flipping through pages and all that good stuff or, or swiping. So just make sure your screen protector is not cracked so I don't want anybody getting, you know, uh, cuts on their fingers today because you're swiping through. But uh, if you want to jump into um, 1 Corinthians uh, 13, as you know, we've been talking about uh, love. And uh, I-, I can tell you that a couple of weeks ago, uh, well, let me, first things first. Uh, Bishop and, and, and Pastor Kelly, our uh, bishop got asked to do a funeral. If you didn't know, last, uh, last Sunday, I think it was, one of the board of directors for Limitless, his wife, and, uh, crazy, just happened to pass away. And, and the crazy thing is, is they're from up north, but she was right here in Chesapeake General. And passed away probably 30, 40 minutes before Bishop got up here and preached. So, uh, so just, just marinate on that for a little bit that, uh, yeah, yeah. In season, out of season, one of those things just amazes me that you never know what's going on with uh, people that are standing right in front of you sometimes, right? And it just, that, it, it, that in itself is going to lend um, to, to, to really gut punch with this word that I've got today. So be praying for them. They're up in uh, Salisbury, right? Maryland? Salisbury? Salisbury, Maryland? I'm probably saying it wrong. Salisbury, Maryland. So um, they went up there. Uh, Leah got an amazing example. Out of all the things, Leah gets the ability to lead worship today. Ain't that great? Ain't that great? Amen. Good job, girl. You know, being in the military for so many, so many years now, it, it always amazes me. And those of you, and it's, it's not in the military, but that's the only nine days after high school I joined the military. So the military has been my whole entire adult life. So I don't know anything else about the real world out there. And when I go to retire, it's going to be scary because I'm going to be like, I'm going to feel like my daughter, who's a senior in college right now, be like, what do I want to do when I grow up? You know, and and seriously, at 45, I'm trying to figure out what am I going to do when I grow up? Um, But the amazing thing that that has never failed, you, you got those people that are just leaders and they're in their spot and they're doing great things. And you look at them and you realize, especially in the military, because you know it's so transient. People are coming and going, and you only got them for maybe three, four, five years, maybe, if you're lucky. And they're just a top-notch person. You ain't got to worry about anything because he's got it, man. She's got it. I don't, I don't have to worry about nothing. I can sleep good at night. And, and, and then sooner or later, they transfer. 
And everybody always gets this mentality that, oh, man, what are we going to do when, what are we, what are we going to do when Peggy leaves? What, what are we going to do? Look, 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 that was not planned. As she walks out of the door, well played, well played. I got to get her something now. She, but what are we going to do when, when so-and-so leaves? Like, they fill such a hole, and there's going to be such a, a, a void and a vacuum left. And the amazing thing with, with us is, as human beings, is that somebody was always right there wanting to do that. And they may not even have known that they wanted to do it. But as soon as that space is open and they step into it, you're like, ah, it's, everything's great, all's well. So, you know, it's one of those things where, you know, like I love birds. I love birds of prey. I love eagles. And one of the ways that eagles, mom, mama eagles and daddy eagles get the eaglets out of the, out of the, out of the nest is, is they, they pull all the down feather out. So, so the nest isn't cushiony anymore. And it hurts and it pokes and it prods. So sooner or later they get sick and tired of it. And guess what they do? They look over the edge. And then pretty soon they got to go. They got to jump out the nest and go. And, and it's amazing that, you know, you, you, you don't hardly ever hear eagles just flopping two stories out of a thing and dying on the ground. No, they normally just spread out their wings and they, they hop from one branch to another and they get some wind underneath their wings and they, they get the feel for it and then they go. And that, was, that has nothing, and nothing is in it, my notes for any of that, but just amazing. You spread out your wings today. And I don't think God just, God never just gives me a word for one person. So there's somebody else in here, there's somebody on that one-eyed monster looking at me over there with a the blue light, that, that, that works and that speaks to you. Uh, so, so have that, that's, that's nice and free, it's free for you. Uh, please keep the first family in prayer. As they travel up there, and then they'll, they'll be traveling back, I would assume, tonight. Um, um, so, yeah, just keep them in prayer. Uh, and, and, you know, uh, Bishop's dad is, is you know, he, he's, about, he's, about to, he's about to cross over from this place. You know, and, and, and he's about to go beyond this, this, this flesh that we have. And, and though it's exciting on one side of that fence, it's, it's, there's a time to mourn and there's a time to reflect. And, and, and I'm thankful because I, I see that they've spent so much time together as a family. And it, and it just, and, and I don't know, when I see it, I, I'm, I'm like, man, there, there's, nothing, there's nothing more important. God calls us to things. God calls us to all this knowledge and wisdom and all this good stuff. But if you've, you were on this earth for, I don't know, what's the national average? 82 years, we'll just say. Kevin's national average. You're on this earth for 82 years and you, you did all these things and you got all these initials b behind and in front of your name and you got all these cool things that are up and up sitting on your I love me wall and you got all these things and you pass away and they forget about you in a week because nothing you did carries on past you, your legacy. And I dare say you had a good 82 years. But looking at this season in life and looking at legacy, every time I see a picture of Bishop and his dad or, or any of them and their dad, I just, that, that word just comes out of me. And I, I literally, it like burst out of me. I, I see it on Facebook and I'm just like, legacy, legacy, wow. 
Never diminish you as a parent, you as an uncle, as an aunt, as, a, as just an adult. And I don't mean that age-wise. I've met a lot of really immature 70-year-olds. I've met a lot of really mature 14 and 15-year-olds, right? Maturity ain't got nothing to do with how many times you've been around the sun, right? It's a, it's, it's a mindset. It's a heart set. Oh, so now I guess I'll get into my message. So my message, and, and, and the team doesn't have the title, but I, I, I titled this, Let the Main Thing Be the Main Thing. And, it's a, and we're going to talk about love. Let the main thing be the main thing. We're in 1 Corinthians. If you want to go there, I, I keep it nice and it, we're on 13, then we'll go to 12, then we'll go to 14, then we'll run over to 1 John, and we're going we're gonna to run around, you're going to get some stuff. But, but 1 Corinthians 13, and I'm going to read through, you guys can keep up with me. And uh, we're in the, in the New King James Version. 13 says, Though I speak with the tongues of men and of angels, but have not love, I, I want you to notice something here, and, and, and this is, is going to be a, a, a game. Count how many times the word I is, is, in this, is in this scripture. Though I speak with the tongues of men and of angels, but have not love, I have become sounding brass or a clanging cymbal. And though I have the gift of prophecy and I understand all the mysteries and all knowledge, and, and though I have all faith so that I could remove the mountains, but have not love, I am, I am nothing. And though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor, and, and though I give my body to be burned, but have not love, it profits me nothing. Can I tell you these, these four verses of Scripture, how many eyes was in there? You guys got it? Eight? I, I never counted it, so I, I'm, I'm a terrible school teacher. Everybody gets 100%. Um, there's a couple. Of, I bolded in one, two, three, four, five, six, eight. And then right at the end, it says what? Me. Me. I, yeah, I bolded them. I'd be a ter- I'm not going to be a teacher when I, when I leave. Not, not grade school anyways. I'll do college stuff. But those four verses, two weeks ago, I was sitting right there where, where Corey's at. I, I don't even remember. Me, me and Jeff were talking about it. But I know it was me and Michelle and, and Pastor Kelly. We were, we were sitting here for some reason. I, I have no idea. We were talking about something. And this verse of Scripture, God just, 1 Corinthians 13. Now, I've performed quite a few marriages. This is it. Yeah, I'm about to get into all the, the goods, you know, love is and love ain't, and love and all that good stuff, right? But I look at the world that we have, and we're so information-driven, man. We want to know. Like, I, I got to be on my Facebook to see, you know, what Leah did and, and, and how she's doing, and, and I got to see what's next and who commented on what and how many people gave me a, a thumbs-up emoji or, or they gave me a heart emoji or, or maybe they gave me a, 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 there's a bad emoji, ain't there? There's like a frowny face one. I don't know. I get my phone and all that stuff. Makes, I want to see who's paying attention to what I, what I got on there. And then I also see that it's a great place for, for people just to cry out. And I'm like, what are, what, are they, what are they expecting to get from that? We love all this information, and, and we watch the news. And, and, and if I were to tell you, if you want to be really smart, don't watch the news. Don't watch it, because it's an opinion and driven and all that good stuff. We're in a season right now where you need to be praying and asking God, we've, we've known that 2020, way back in, in the beginning of 2020, we prophesied here that, that the word, that discernment, discernment was going to be what the body of Christ needed. 
and I know some, some of you don't maybe understand what discernment is. Discernment's not, oh, I have a feeling, and maybe the pizza rolls I ate last night, and they're all working together, and yeah, oh, that just don't feel good. No, that, that's, that's indigestion. That, that's not really, you need to go take some kaopectate or some Pepto-Bismol, and, and you'll be good, Right? We did a study many years ago. I think Epi was a part of it. We did a, a, a book, and I would encourage you, if you want to write it down, uh, Francis Chan uh, did, a, did a study called, or a, a book series called Crazy Love. And, and if you really want something to rock your world, um, you can do it. You don't have to buy the book. Just go on YouTube and look up Francis Chan, and hey, chapter one, two, three, four, watch them. They're only like eight, ten minutes long. It's, it's great. So, but he talks about the fact of... of of setting yourself aside and really seeking God and being excited about it. Don't come at it like it's some rhythm of a beat of a drum and, and that every single day I'm going to come to him and, oh, Lord, I have all my petitions to get out here because that's really not prayer. Prayer is a communication with God, and if, 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 if I communicate it uh, with God, if I communicate it with Michelle the same way that most people pray to God, Michelle would probably hit me in the head because I'd be doing all the talking and never shut up. Now, I can, she's here. She probably watched this. She's my favorite topic. Uh, it's definitely not that way in our house. Probably 180 degrees different than that at our house. She does a whole lot of talking. I just do a whole lot of, yes, 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 dear. Yes, yes, dear. I've learned. I've learned. Though I speak with the tongues of men and angels, it's something in an evangelical society, a charismatic society that we are in, that we, oh, do, do they speak in tongues? Do they, do they speak in tongues? Well, they don't speak in tongues. Like, like, if you speak in tongues, you're here. If you don't speak in tongues, you're down here. But if I have not love, I have become sounding brass or clanging cymbals. Hmm. You know, you know they're telling me he's speaking tongues all day long. You can shamalama ding dang all day long if you want, but if you have not love, you're just a noise. He gave me a picture of that little monkey toy. It's you know, imagine that going off forever and ever and, and how aggravating that would be. Speaking in tongues isn't bad. Get me wrong. It's biblical. We should. But if your heart's not right. And though I have the gift of prophecy. 2020 and 2021, boys and girls, if you ain't heard the word prophecy, most people learned what prophecy was in 2020. Heck, 2019, I think Kevin ended up like getting up in some room and let's practice prophecy. Like, what? Huh? Who? This is crazy. And in about 15 minutes, I was prophesying over, over on home dog over there. We look at each other like, this feels funny. I don't, I don't know what to say. But yeah, they teamed us up. We didn't even know each other's name. Sitting on the couch, because he'd say, hey, prophesy for him. I said, who? 
gumball. You don't stick a quarter in me. I ain't no gumball machine. What you talking about, man? And, and crazy enough, when we, we submitted to it, we both prophesied over each other. And it was good stuff. But if I have that gift of prophecy, and if I understand all the mysteries and all, no, notice it didn't say a couple mysteries, a couple, no, no, this bad boy goes all in, man. This is the double whopper with everything on it. You get it all. You get all mysteries, all knowledge, and though I have all faith so that I could remove mountains but have not love, I am nothing. And though I bestow all my good deeds to feed the poor, and though I give my body to be burned but have not love, it profits me nothing. See, in this, when Paul was talking to the church of Corinth, he had them at the point, they were all about, man, we smart, we speak in tongues, we prophesy, we take care of the elders, we take care of the orphans, we, we got all these community outreach programs and all this good stuff. We even got martyrs. We got people that got burned at the, at the, at the stake, and we've got all these things. And all those things are great. Except maybe the burn at the stake thing. That may not be so hot. Well, it's really going to be hot, but it's not going to be all that great. If your heart ain't in the right place. Now I can tell you God's wrecked me over that. Like everything I've seen, everything that I felt justified, everything that's been on social media, on the news, everybody's opinion, everybody's judgment, everybody's ideology about what's going on. And you've got people in the land, prophets in the land saying, hey, Stand up, church. Be the church. No, I mean, you can, you can just turn on whatever. Every preacher in the whole entire land has said that. Stand up, church. The church needs to be the church. Well, what if the church don't know how to be the church? What if the church ain't got these four verses out of 66 books and chapters in the Bible? They ain't got this down yet. It's been prophesied. Everybody wants the big prophecies. Everybody wants the presidential prophecies and everybody wants all this stuff. What about the prophecy of love one another as he loves you? Love suffers long in its kind. Love does not envy. Love does not parade itself. It's not puffed up. It does not behave rudely. It does not seek its own. It's not provoked. It thinks no evil. It does not rejoice in sin, but rejoices in the truth. Bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Love never fails. But whether there are prophecies, they will fail. Whether there are tongues, they will cease. Whether there is knowledge, it will vanish away. For we know in part and we prophesy in part. But when that which is perfect has come, then that which is in part will be done away with. When I was a child, <laughs> I spoke as a child. When I was the church, I spoke as a child. When I was a new Christian, I spoke as a child. When I was an old Christian, I spoke as a child. When I didn't realize that if I don't have love, I am nothing. As a child, I understood as a child, I thought as a child, but when I became a man, I put away childish things. For now we see in a mirror dimly, but then face to face. Now I know in part, but then I shall know just 
as I also am known. And verse 13 says, and now abide faith, hope, love. These three, but the greatest among them is love. You see, the, one, of the, one of the cool things is, is that love in, in some versions of the Bible is, is also known as charity. And it's not a, a normal word that you and I would, would have as synonyms for, for love. We, do, we understand charity. We've got a plenty of charities. We do charity out of this church. You see charities everywhere around. You got preachers that'll come here and they'll, they'll bring pictures of little kids and orphans and stuff like that. And that's charity. All that's charity. But but it's it's charity is something that we we give. Love love is referred to as charity. Often considered the highest form of love. It sig- signifies the reciprocal love between God and man that was made manifest in unselfish love of one's fellow man. See, when you look at faith, hope, and love, faith, faith is like the foundation. So faith, we, we have to have faith. We're people of faith, right? Faith is what separates uh, you and me from everybody else out there. Because let's face it, we believe in a God that we can't see, we can't touch, right? And, and everybody's good with that concept because we're talking about God, right? Because we're going to be Christianese and we're going to be good people and we're going to... Mm, I got, a, I got a daughter right now who's, who, who, uh, who's dealing with her and her fiance are thinking about buying a house. And, and the funny thing is, is, is when I think about faith, I'm like, I'm like wow, God. Um, so, so what if I'd never seen that house? What if I didn't get a termite inspection on it? And I didn't get a walk through there with the realtor and, you know, they didn't have brownies cooked up sitting on the thing to make the whole house smell good. I don't know what they're trying to hide, what smell they're trying to hide because they got the brownies up there. But they're trying to, like, distract me over here with the brownies and, you know, <laughs> half the house is falling off the side of the, of the world or something. You know, but, but imagine that. Imagine the fact that if, if you were to go buy something and you, you never saw it. Hey, man, we need you to put $200,000 down on this. Oh, but we're, we're people of faith. I have, I hope for these things, but I have not seen them. Faith, it's foundation. What keeps us separate from the people out there? We believe in a God who's the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. He created you before you were in the womb of your mother. He, he predestined everything for you, all the callings that you have in your life, all the things. He, he knew a billion years ago that you were going to get up here today and Sing about him and so will I and a billion times and good, good fathers and all that good stuff. It's hard for people to fathom because we're, we're, we're tangible people. We want to touch some things. So faith is really at our foundation and the content of God's message. Hope is the attitude and the focus that we have. So faith, hope, and love. What's love? Loves the verb. Loves the actions. Loves the go get it. Loves what you do. Loves not what you are. Loves what you do. Loves how you walk this thing out. When faith and hope are in line, you are free to love completely because you understand how God loves. Flip back in your Bible or swipe to the, whichever, to the twelve. Chapter 12 talks about 
the spiritual gifts and how they are given for a common good. In verse 4, it says there are diversities of gifts, but the same spirit. There are differences of ministries, but the same Lord. And there are diversities of activities, but it is the same God who works all in all. But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to each one for the profit of all. So though when you look at those first four, ver first four verses of 13, it's all about I, 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 I. All those wonderful things that, that they're putting in there, the speaking in tongues and, and, and the knowledge and all that good stuff, that's, that helps the body. Tongues is for the edification of yourself. Prophecy is for the edification of the body. You're just a deliverer. Knowledge is great. But if you don't share that knowledge, then what is it? Nothing. How do you create a legacy like I taught before? You don't do it by keeping your mouth shut and not sharing all the life lessons that you've learned. No, you create a legacy by displaying it, by teaching it, by doing all those things. It's no longer about you. It's about them. Let's bring it into the Christian world, your testimony. Everybody's got one. You moaned on through a test and you got, now you got a testimony. But when I can classify something now as my testimony, guess what? I'm over it. It's done. Now, when I share that testimony, I can give somebody else hope. When I can share to a young married couple that's going through that, hey, man, you know what? I was married to Michelle for nine years and couldn't stand her. We were going to get a divorce. She had papers drawn up the whole nine yards. We were so far gone, we didn't even fight anymore. We were good. She knew what visitation was, knew where she was going to live, the whole nine yards. I was happy. I was trying to figure out where I was going to live. I had to stay here. I was under orders. She was going to go back to Georgia. But God, I didn't like him that day because I wasn't following the Lord at all. All of a sudden, here she come from the back, back bedroom crying. What are you crying about? I ain't fighting no more. Like, I can do anything right now. You don't, you don't care. You don't love me anymore. And she looked at me. She said, God said, I can't leave. I said, he said, what? You better phone a friend. Because, like, <laughs> I, like, the house is on, on the market. Like, we got people already. And, and that begins our story. Jeff and Peggy know it well. They were there for all of it. They watched this little Catholic boy show up in a church and hide in the back, raise my hand every once in a while, make sure nobody was watching. Get my little Jesus on while everybody else is paying attention up there. And we roll in, into this. Slide all the way to the verse 27. Now you are the body of Christ and members individually. And God has appointed these in the church. First apostles, second prophets, third teachers. After that, miracles, the gift of healings, helps, administration, varieties of tongues are all apostles. Are all prophets, are all teachers, are all workers of miracles, do all have the gift of healing, do all speak with tongues, do all interpret, but earnestly desire the best gifts. I love this part here, desire the best gifts. Nobody wants a second-rated gift in your life. Anybody that's ever been in a relationship, I don't want their second-hand love. I want that when I'm with that person, I feel like I'm the only one there. That you are, I have your, your undivided attention. 
Side note, think about that when you pray. I didn't call him a jealous God. The word does. You want to blow your prayer life wide open? You ain't heard God's voice in a while? You ain't going to like this? But I'm going to tell you, shut up and listen. Moms and dads, we tell our kids that all the time. Would you just shut up and just listen? Just pay attention to what I have to say. If you would listen to what I have to say, then you would, you would not mess it up. Just shut up. I can see God said, Jesus up there on the right hand of the Father. Like, eh, Dad, I'm, I'm, I'm trying. Shut up. <laughs> I'm trying to talk to you. But he's a gentleman. That's how the word, that's what the word of God says. I ain't making this up. He's a gentleman. So guess what a gentleman's not going to do? He's not going to interrupt you. So when you're sitting there like, oh, Lord, dear God, I pray for my little puppy. It's having kittens and granny's this and auntie's this. And my son and my daughter, they got all this. And all those are great petitions and everything like that. But, but, if I, but if I read this word and I know this word and I know the God that we serve and we, we have faith to believe that he's up there. And if he knew me before the beginning of time, don't you think he's got my little puppies that are having kittens taken care of? Don't you think granny going to be okay? Like we, we, we read it like he's this big, huge guy. But then when we go to our prayer life, he's like, yeah, a little bitty thing. Is he God or isn't he? It doesn't change who he is. No, you got to fix your own mind. When they talk about the fact that you look into that mirror, it's dim at first. But then when you start, the light comes in. And that's, 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 that's what I get. You know how, how women, they, they want to have all the lights in the bathroom so they can see like every little pore and put the little charcoal strips on your nose. Yeah, I get treated like a Barbie doll sometimes at my house. But, you know, they, they, we need more light in here because I can't, you know, look, look into that mirror that like is like a magnifying glass and I can see every pore in my face and they all got to be clean. And so we need more light, more light. Yeah, yeah, we do. Because I, I picture us like standing there looking into, and we got this like 25 watt Edison ball that, oh, it looks pretty, but it ain't showing nothing. And we're trying to figure out, God, who am I and what am I doing? We, we can't even see the fact. We, we think we're good. We guesstimate we're good. But then when I put that new, that new 120 watt LED the sun put into a light bulb and it comes into the, and, oh, and then you look in the mirror and you're like, oh, dear Lord, <laughs> help me. That's kind of like our prayer life. That's kind of like our love with, with our Heavenly Father that we don't really, we think we're okay, but you can't really see. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm walking in this dark room, but I really don't know if I'm gonna hit my shin and come up with some colorful sentence enhancers that are going to come out my mouth when I bang my shin on the coffee table. But earnestly desire the best gifts. And yet, and yet I show you a more excellent way. 
He's telling us right there in Scripture that he's going to show us the most excellent way that all these little questions that they had in 12, he rolls right into, into 13 and talks about love. And if we haven't got it figured out yet in the church, we are to love. There's plenty of verses in there. Don't judge. Don't, don't do this. Don't do that. Don't, 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 don't. And so many people think that this Christian walk is like, oh my gosh, man, I got to jump through so many hoops and I got to do all this stuff. You sure do. If you don't have 13 down. If you ain't locked into those, those four letters, love, that we flippantly throw around. Because a lot of times what love means in these days is lust. Love never was anywhere, anywhere. Charity isn't about what you get back in return. But you look at love today, it's all about what do I receive? God sent Jesus to the earth. He gave his only begotten son so that we may have life and have it everlasting. We're so backwards and deceived that, that it's all about what we get in return that we don't understand that love is not lust. Love is charity. Love is all about giving. And I'm not telling you you got to go give your whole entire paycheck. If God puts that on your heart, then do it. If he doesn't put it on your heart, then don't do it because you ain't going to be able to pay your bills. That's called wisdom. Some of that knowledge stuff. I don't have all the knowledge, but that one, I got it. I got that one down, Pat. 1 Corinthians 14, verses 1 through 5 says, Pursue love and desire spiritual gifts. Pursue love. Pursue love means, like, that chair is love. I'm pursuing it. I'm going to go get it. I got to take action. I got to go get that thing. Pursue it. Desire spiritual gifts. That's a want. I would like that. Desire the best gifts. Desire prophecy. That's what it says. But especially that you may prophesy. For he who speaks in tongues does not speak to men but to God. Mm. Everybody always so worried about the interpretation of the tongues. You get into talking to anybody about tongues that know anything. Oh, yeah. If they didn't interpret it, then guess what? It, it's not real. And, and, all that. and yes, I get that. I get that. Everybody takes that one verse of scripture and just debunk, debunks tongues all together. What does it say right here? If I speak in tongues, who am I talking to? I ain't talking to you. Joker, you ain't going to understand if I was talking in Mandarin Chinese right now. There's probably ain't nobody in this room that would know it. It'd be really cool if I could rip out some Mandarin Chinese right now, but I can't. Tongues is all about me talking to the Father. All about the Holy Spirit doing a work through me. For no one understands him. However, in the Spirit, he speaks mysteries. But he who prophesies speaks edification and exhortation and comfort to men. Hmm. I've heard a whole lot of prophecy here lately that don't bring me much comfort at all. Well, maybe it's just me. 
No real edification, no real exhortation, no real comfort. He who speaks in tongues edifies himself, but he who prophesies edifies the church. Even in that first, even in verse one right there, he says, but especially that you may prophesy. Why? Because it's not about you. He's trying to use you as a vessel. That's what he puts you on the planet Earth to do. That's why you've been appointed. That's why there's a destiny. That's why he predestined what you would do before you were in your mother's womb, before the creation of Earth. He has a plan and a purpose for you, for his body. He who speaks in tongue edifies himself. I wish you all spoke with tongues, but even more that you prophesied. But he who prophesies is greater than he who speaks with tongues, unless indeed he interprets that the church may receive edification. 1 John 4 and 7. Beloved, let us love one another, for love is of God. And everyone who loves is born of God and knows God. But he who does not love does not know God, for God is love. And if eight don't make you just look in a mirror and say, Lord, forgive me. If eight doesn't make you repent, then, then it's about time for you to step into the holy of holies and grow some wings and a halo and be gone up out of here. Next time somebody sees you, be like, fear not, because you, you've done reached some angelic level. He who does not love does not know God, for God is love. In this, the love of God was manifested towards us, that God has sent his only begotten son into the world, that he might live through him. In this is love. Not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be the propitiation for our sins. Beloved, if God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. Let us go in prayer. Father, I just, I give you glory, God. That's it. That's the end of the message, Father. I, I, I know, Lord, that, that you give words to be able to churn some stuff up in people, Father. So, God, I pray that over the next week that 1 Corinthians 12, 13, 14, 1 John 4 would resonate in them, God. I, I would pray that even when they, when they pulled out their devotionals, that, God, verses and scriptures out of those would bring them back to this message, Father. And I pray that, that their, their next couple weeks would be, would be filtered through these words. Because I feel, Lord, that it is a word for the season. It's a word for the church, God. It, it's a word for, for the body of Christ to understand who they are and what they're job is. God, that love is not about what we receive in return, but God, help us of what charity we give out. God, I would also ask that you would that you would expose some things, God, that you would shine a light into our own personal time with you, Lord. Because I, I know just for Kevin that, Lord, when, when I don't spend that time with you, God, when I don't take that time to pray, to fast, 
to do one of the hardest things that most people have to do, and, and that's just sit in silence. That, God, I'm not all I can be for you. God, and I grow farther away. The less I do that, I grow farther away from your love because I'm not tapped into the source of that love. So God, I pray that the spirit of your living spirit that's right here, the counselor, the comforter, the one that Jesus had to leave so that he could come. I pray, Holy Spirit, that you invade our lives. Invade our times, God. Show us the things that you need us to see. God, wake us up to see where we have maybe fallen short, God. Maybe, maybe where we need to grow in an area of, of becoming more for you. God, help us to realize that there is a legacy that each and every single person in this room and, and on that internet, God, there is a legacy that we carry and that we are to pass on to others. Father, I speak against the lie of the enemy that would say that you've, you're so insignificant that nobody else is watching you. God, let these people know that when they are in love with you, when they have that love, when their faith and their hope is lined up and that love comes in, that there are people listening, watching, seeing everything that they do. And help us to not see that as a burden, but as an honor to be able to carry on your good name, to be able to carry on your gospel, to be able to speak and preach your word, your life, to be able to walk and shine lights in dark places where you've called us to be. I, I hear this, I, I know what it means to me, I hear the Spirit telling me the word commission. So those of you that, that are in, you're in a mindset of doubt that you can really make a difference or that you can do something or that, that you know, you're just insignificant. I, I, I've, I really hear the Spirit just saying, he, he's, he's commissioning you. Now, I happen to know a little something, something about commissioning because I'm a commissioned officer. I like how he uses words that I know. Makes me sound kind of smart. But see, when, when, when you get commissioned, you do have a choice. You can accept that commission or you can turn that commission down. So I would pray today that you would see the Spirit holding out this commission for you and you can, you can either take up the call and the responsibility and the authority and, and all that stuff that goes along with the commission. Or 
you can reject the commission. And I would pray in today's that you would accept that commission. Now I know he's, he's good enough that if you, if you meditate upon that and you take that to your prayer closet, he's going to show you exactly what that is. So you, you can't shoot the messenger. So, but Father, we, we thank you today. God, if anybody would, would like to, I, I know I'll be up here. Pastor Peggy can, can come up. Shauna, if you want to come up. And, and uh, if, if you want to pray with one of us, that, that'd be great. We will. If you want to just sit here and, 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 I, and I really pray that this would, this would work on your hearts as it's worked on mine for two weeks. I hope and now he lets, since I delivered it, he lets you guys take it for a little while. But don't feel rushed to jump out because when you take, when you set aside time, you give of your time and you sit silently with the Lord. He's, he's never once failed to not speak to me. Never, ever. Don't care what mood I was in. He's always been faithful to that. So God, we bless you today, God. I bless these people today, God. I bless those that are at home that are listening, God. I, I bless Bishop and Kelly that are going to have to do something that's not always that fun to do. But God, allow them to minister. Allow them to freely give, God, to people that are hurting and need. And bless these people on their, on their comings and their goings, God. Be a bigger God today in their life than, than they allowed you to be yesterday. Father, we give you the glory, we give you the honor, and we praise you for all these things in Jesus' name. And everybody says amen and amen. Thank you so much for tuning in to this week's episode. If you would like to stay connected with Limitless Church, please check us out on all social media platforms at LimitlessCHR. We'll see you next time.